This is SQPN, the StarQuest Production Network, leading the way. This episode of The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by Bluehost. It is my favorite hosting company because it's affordable and they make it really easy to start your own blog or website. If you want to know more about it or sign up for an account yourself, go to sqpn.com bluehost. And by my book, Geek Priest, Confessions of a New Media Pioneer. I talk about my earliest Star Wars memories as well as about uh, the, the many visits I made to various Star Wars events. And there's much more in the book as well. If you want to order it, you can go to Amazon and just look for Geek Priest. And if you purchase something at Amazon and you want to help us out, make sure you click on the link on our website at sqpn.com and your purchase will help support our show. This is The Secrets of Star Wars, episode number eight. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Secrets of Star Wars, the show where we talk about the upcoming Star Wars movies. Episode 7, of course, but also the spin-off movies and who knows, episode 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. As long as J.J. Abrams and Lucasfilm keep going, we try to keep going as well. Joining me, Father Roderick, I'm in Holland, but joining me from the planet of Hoth is my good friend and co-host, Dom Bettinelli. How is the weather? in Boston slash hot. <laughs> I, I saw some wampas walking down the street earlier. I have to come inside uh, and uh, huddle inside my tauntaun for warmth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that Skype doesn't have a smell connection. <laughs> <laughs> They do smell words on the inside. <laughs> Definitely. We're going to talk about uh, about Star Wars. We might even talk about wampas and what they smell like on the inside. Because apparently in a recent interview on Reddit or like a uh, Ask Me Anything uh, session, Mark Hamill confirmed uh, not only that he had been inside a wampa, but also inside a hut and inside one of those big elephant-like creatures outside the cantina. <laughs> So apparently as an actor, he had a habit of, of creeping into those, these big, <laughs> fatty, fatty uh, uh, mythological creatures. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about what Mark Hamill said about his potential role in the upcoming Star Wars movie. And uh, we will discuss all the new and latest Star Wars casting rumors because... We know that pre-production must be ramping up. Um, filming is going to start in May. We, we've had a confirmation about that uh, from J.J. Abrams himself. It will probably last until the month of August, although other news reports also mention the month of September, which means basically that we have, what is it, like uh, a month and a half left for, for, for them to... Um, to, to get everything in place so you, you, you can be certain that they are already building the sets. I'm, I'm so hoping that we get to see a spy picture of the Millennium Falcon in, you know, true size. Or something. <laughs> Give it anything. <laughs> and um, the there was also news that ILM is moving, uh, well, it's not really moving, but they're opening headquarters in the UK as well which is probably going to be important for them to support the the filming process and nowadays a lot of the special effects are um are are kind are part of the mix of filming i mean i've, I've been following the hobbit movies quite closely or the produ production of that and you see that these technicians are constantly there because in every scene there might be digital creatures there might be uh digital backgrounds that need to be filled in or whatever and so it makes sense for them to have uh, an ilm unit on location in the uk as well as having of course their usual headquarters in um 
uh, in California so that uh, once filming wraps up or the day comes to an end here in Europe, they can uh, work on, on, I don't know, temp temporary effects or whatever ILM does with its magic while we are sleeping over here in Europe. But well, it kind of makes sense. I mean, if if you can work across time zones, you can get a much longer production day in. Absolutely, that's what they did when they were filming the prequels in Australia as well. Actually, I think that the the the, the time difference was even bigger at at that time, and so it was around the clock uh, production and even post production going on while they were filming. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that they will squeeze out as much as possible of the availability of of J.J. Abrams and 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 just working on these movies even while filming because of course of the pressure they need to get this film out uh at christmas uh, 2015 otherwise they're going to be big problems and 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 related to that there are already some rumors about uh, the first spin-off movie being postponed have you read about that no i haven't seen oh, that one. that's scary so uh now of course take this with a with a big a spoonful of salt um but there are these people um, that um, say they have inside sources. And there is this guy, um, he's called Ali Arikan. Um, he is one of the reviewers of the, uh, um, uh, the Chicago Sun-Times. So he's a movie reviewer. Uh, he writes for Vogue, Vulture, The Times in the UK. So, you know, it's not, it's not just... A, 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 a fan. Uh, he's. I mean, he's. He's writing about movies professionally. He currently lives in uh, Istanbul, Turkey, and works for Dipnot TV. It's a Turkish news portal. Dipnot. That sounds like something from the planet of Tatooine, <laughs> like a song. <laughs> Dipnot <laughs> or Ewok. Ewokies. Anyway, so in he is. Uh, he has posted some tweets about Star Wars. Um, and he, uh, in one of his tweets dated on the 31st of January, um, uh, or actually this, yeah, the first tweet he posted was, Hey, Lucasfilm, this might be a good day to tell the world that the first Star Wars spinoff film has been pushed back to 2017. And then, uh, someone else, uh, reacted to that, um, it, you know, but that's when Star Wars 8 is supposed to hit. So two Star Wars films in one year. And then he replied to that. Well, episode 8 will come out in 2018. At the earliest, I have a feeling that it might come out in May 2019. <sighs> four years after the first of the, of the new sequels. That would be so cruel. I yeah. mean, sure, spin-off movies, okay. But... It's you know the spin-off movies. It's just a spin-off movie. Uh, if if you launch a saga like that, don't leave us leave, leave us hanging for four years until we see the sequel. Imagine if there's a, a big cliffhanger or a big reveal, and it will take four years to see how that ends. I don't I don't know if in this day and age of the internet and instant gratification, we can wait so long. I mean, <sighs> well, even the original trilogy was only three years between each one, and that was an eternity. Yes. <laughs> you've got to you know as a as a production company worry like you know uh, you know actors are not immortal uh, oh, things sure. change the longer you wait the mm -hmm. more possibility you have of something bad happening before the, you can get the next movie out absolutely look what what happened with uh, Mark Hamill when he got his car accident and then his face was partially uh, scarred and they had to make some final adjustments, and I think even like part of the Wampa attack was was uh, was was 
insert it in the story to explain why he would have the scars. So exactly. uh, it's kind of like the the scar on um, Harrison Ford's face where they did the story about the whip <laughs> and he hitting himself, I think, with the whip. <laughs> yes. So, but you're right. I mean, it would would only complicate, I think, or it would it would heighten the risks for the production. Um, so I'm just hoping that this is just a rumor. Although, with Star Trek, we've been in that situation. I mean, there's been this huge gap. How many years between the first Star Trek movie, the new one, and 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 this one, Into Darkness? It was at least it was only years. two or three years. It wasn't it wasn't that long. It felt so long. <laughs> 2009 anyway. and did it come out last summer? Yeah. Oh, I guess it was four years. Wow, that so 2009 or 2010? It might have been 2010. It, I don't remember. It felt it. too long. I, I was like, come on, especially because we don't have any Star Wars or Star Trek on television. Now, for Star Wars, that's going to be different, of course, because we will have the uh, animated series and 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 I'm, I'm sure plenty of other Star Wars stuff to crave our our needs but or to to uh, fill our cravings <laughs> but still it's it's uh, uh for 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 something that is supposed to be probably a, a sequel and and there will be cliffhangers four years a lot of time so i i'm just hoping that this is uh not correct uh, he but then he also goes on to uh tweet about the shooting schedule and he tweets apparently star wars sco- shooting schedule is between may 19th and August 8th, and they will move into the offices around April the 20th. Casting is complete, barring two leads. Everyone's back. Very enigmatic. I mean, the, just the amount of stuff that he's putting in that one tweet, 140 characters. So starting on May the 19th, uh, going on till August 8th, that is pretty darn specific. And then, you know, he knows that they're going to move into the offices around April the 20th. It makes sense. Um, casting complete, barring two leads. Oh, man. Uh, we've heard a lot of casting rumors. And then everyone's back. What does that mean? Is it about Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill and Jar Jar Binks? And <laughs> who else is going to be back? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, if if it is starting and shooting starting in May, and I think we've had that. That that's a pretty solid rumor. Um, it, you know, it have to be if they're going to get it out in December of 2015. Mm-hmm. They've got to be so close to having everybody locked down. It's got to be just you know yes. signing some contracts or things because you know these people got to learn their lines. They go they they go through training. You know, a lot of these roles they have to go through weeks of of uh, you know martial arts training if they're going to be Jedi or Sith and you know sword training. I mean, they've got to be they got to be ready really soon. Absolutely. And it, and it would be interesting to uh, to to see if we can find like recent photos of uh, of Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and and Carrie Fisher and see if they've lost any weight or bulked up or <laughs> I mean that would give us an indication as to whether they are involved or not. I spe- I, th- I remember a rumor of of Carrie Fisher being asked to uh, drop some pounds, and uh, I, I guess if they want to put her into some uh, Princess Leia gear, then. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you need to get it. You need to be in shape. But uh, I've I've not heard anything. I did hear some rumors about uh, the female lead being already cast, and this was from uh, let's see, this is one of the more reliable sources. Um, let me see if I have the if I can find the um, specific page. So 
Um, here's an interview. Or here's an article from Yahoo Movies. Um, it's written by Ryan Liston. After plenty of casting rumors, it seems that Star Wars Episode Seven may already have its female lead. But who is it? That still remains a mystery. It's no secret that Star Wars casting is well underway, and after a torrent of casting rumors, we've seen plenty of new and old faces attached to the galaxy far, far away. But good J.J. Abrams have started assembling his cast. According to recent rumors, it looks as though he may have found his female lead. But as for who it is, it looks as though we are still in the dark. Speculating about recent casting rumors, the folks at Bleeding Cool, and they've been right about stuff in the past, dropped a small hint about the current state of the Star Wars 7 cast. And it seems they've heard that Abrams has already found his leading lady. And then there, here's a quote from uh, the Bleeding Cool website. I think the big news about Episode 7 casting will be the female lead they said, though folk may not realize it until after they've seen the film. If everything we've been hearing is true, she's already been cast too, so I wouldn't be surprised if word sneaks out pretty soon. That's, that's, there are two interesting things in that, of course, the female lead being cast, and that they will probably, we'll, we'll soon see some, 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 um, confirmation of those rumors that is of course a given at one point before they start shooting we will get a cast list so that's that's easy to even make up if you want to but then that 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 other thing with what bleeding cool says is is intriguing folk may not realize it until after they see the film it makes me wonder what does that mean i mean does it mean that uh this they're casting maybe a young actress who's going to be doing several thing, high-profile things at a time, or she's going to be in some amazing uh, makeup of uh, of uh, you know mm-hmm. race, or I mean that that that's very intriguing. I I, I don't I don't really know what that what that well, you know. I, begin to guess. <laughs> I was reading it as um, you know the, uh, the the so the big news would be the female lead so it sounds as if the the female lead is going to be a big deal but the the fact that we would not realize it until after we've seen the film um perhaps indicates that this female lead is going to be uh perhaps introduced as something someone not so important and then towards the end of the movie will turn out to be this huge important person that we didn't you know so it, it this hints at a, at a at a reveal or a big surprise or a plot twist we've talked in the past about this first movie being a transition from the 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 first trilogy the the to to this new era of star uh, star wars and where we have uh luke han and leia pa- passing on the baton and you know, in many ways, the, the the assumption could be, you know, Luke will hand it on to a new Jedi Master, this young man who will take on the role. Well, what if it isn't a young man at all? What mm-hmm. if it is? What if the new lead for this whole series is not a young man but a young woman? That would be really cool, <laughs> very modern as well. Um, yeah, like an equivalent of Luke Skywalker. But then instead, you know, the 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 four, five, and six having this male lead and then having a female counterpart to that why not i mean we're we're after all we're in the age of of the hunger games where the where, where there's a very strong female lead um we live in in a time where disney and pixar only seem to have female leads <laughs> when was the last time that we saw an animated movie that featured like male heroes 
<laughs> I don't know. Or uh, another bit of speculation, what if um, the fact that we might not realize at first how important this female ca uh, leading lady is, could it be that um, – she is masked or for a long time she's kind of hidden from view we don't realize who it is and there will be this reveal that it is actually her and that she's very important so what if we get like a star wars darth vader type of reveal where we think you know there's this there's this big villain and wears a mask and everything and we think it's a dude uh and then towards the end of the movie he's like oh my gosh it's a girl and she's so important <laughs> I don't know, like a bit like the reveal of of Princess Leia in um, in Return of the Jedi when when she goes to Jabba's palace, uh, disguised as a bounty hunter, and I think they try to make us believe that it was a man, and then the mask comes off, and it's uh, it's me. <laughs> it would be it would be very tricky to to hide that uh, through production th until the first until the premiere. The because you know we've got IMDb and all the rumors and we you know the cast list and we'd kind of know that perhaps that would that would be a that would be a coup if they could pull off that type of a of a surprise. Well, but it would be so iconically Star Wars, and I, I could even see that they will film fake parts and just do the whole Blue Harvest thing where they will just mislead us, <laughs> and, and 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 the the real big plot part or the scene where we, we get to discover what she truly is is, is going to be filmed in secret or I don't know. It would be it would be interesting to see them try to pull that off. Yeah. It's in intriguing the, in though. The, uh, of the internet rumor. I mean with podcasts like us as you're speculating and all these rumors that we're that we're relying on. It, it would be interesting to see that get pulled off. But I am so impressed so far by how how tight of a lid they've been keeping on on this whole movie. This is true. We have not heard anything. We haven't seen anything. I mean, we're we're drooling over this glimpse. Did you see that the new StarWars.com website where there was this photo and then very blurry in the background? You see what looks like the Millennium Falcon and everybody is, oh, my God, the first official Star Wars 7 pre-production footage or whatever. And like that is just so classic smoke and mirrors behavior. They give us a little bit and they hide the big stuff from us. You know, look at the hand, and then we don't see all the other stuff. We don't even go looking for it because we're already so happy to see the Millennium Falcon. We don't even know if that has to do anything with Star Wars 7. <laughs> That's true. It was a cool photo, though, because I think the description of the photo says that the, these were people involved in the Star Wars 7. So it, they ha they're having a discussion about Star Wars 7, and in the background, you see the Millennium Falcon. And um, I think it was on comingsoon.net that uh, they say that, that you can also see reference pictures of the ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the background. I've been staring at, the, at that photo for a long time. I cannot see it. <laughs> I, ju I just trust that they have better eyes than I have. But, um, but just to say that I, I don't know how they do it, but they have been able to hide so much from us. It might be more difficult once you have the the actors and production is starting because then you have a lot of people involved in a production like that, like even catering and the people cleaning the studios. And of course, they will all sign their non-disclosure agreements. But will they be able to resist the power of the green side? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
everybody in the world would 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 die to get like exclusive stuff and because it will sell whatever copy you have of any magazine or or whatever you know it's, it's big money so anyway it, it, it let's talk about the rest of the casting rumor so female lead no idea what it is just a little tidbit there but there are also other actors that are of course being questioned about their involvement uh, in Star Wars 7 the first clip that i have is from an interview with uh, a guy called Alex Petifer or Petifer pet is probably Petifer um he he plays a role in the movie Endless Love and he was on a tour promoting that movie. I have no idea what the movie is about. Um, and then all of a sudden, towards the 6 minute 53 mark, there is this question. What's a, what's a dream project for you now? Dream project? I don't know. I don't, know. I'm, I, 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 I don't have my next film. I, I, I'm, I'm very, um, I wouldn't say picky. I'm just, uh, I, I, I like it. I'm so lucky to be in the business that I'm in. Very interesting. If you watch the footage, you see that he's kind of taken aback by the question. And he's like, you, you can hear that he's uh, not very comfortable with it. And then there's this pause. And then there's the generic answer. Like, I'm so lucky to be in this industry. I was like, <laughs> Not an answer. Right. <laughs> okay, let's listen to the rest. I'm so lucky to be able to make movies. But um, I just want to have fun, you know, and do different stuff. You know, I've Generic done answer. And I've done action and I've done you know romance so who knows what's next your, your name's been thrown around as a possible Star Wars actor any, mm -hmm. any chance we'll see you in a galaxy far far away listen if I was a part of Star Wars I I don't know if I could speak on 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 set I'm more of a fanboy like those things it's, it's very weird for me like like I, I, I sometimes would prefer not to be a part of it not in any disregard or like disrespect just because I'm such a lover of film to watch something that uh, watch something like that is much more enjoyable for me. So, I mean, if you watch this, you're like, dude, you are so currently in discussions with Lucasfilm. <laughs> it's obvious. I mean, as all the telltale signs, even the non-verbal language, you're like, like, he's thinking about what to say, and then the Star Wars, and he starts plucking his beard, and you get, you get, he's he's blinking his eyes. You know what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure that he's he's in talks right now, and of course, he can't say anything. But just just saying, like I'd, I'd rather not be in movies like this, or <laughs> I'm just a fanboy. Yeah, that's kind of like a negative confirmation, I think. I'm guessing that there have been one or two actors who've in the past said too much about people reaching out to them to uh, to audition, and who uh, subsequently got cut. Where so the the message has gone out to anybody who's potentially up for a role. Yes. Don't even. Hint at it. <laughs> I am I'm convinced. <laughs> but uh, then, um, let's see. It, the, the, a little bit later, um, so let me see. From what day is this first interview that I just played? Um, this is... Oh, there's no date on it. But I, I assume that this is somewhere beginning of February or the end of January. But then a little bit later, we get... This article, this is from February the 14th. Um, Alex Petty, Pettifer confirms Star Wars 7 rumors. Endless Love Star admits he has been considered for a role. <laughs> uh, 
Um, ever since it was first announced, Star Wars 7 has been a hot topic when it comes to Hollywood casting uh, rumors. We've seen names such as Benedict Cumberbatch and Sorcy Ronan linked to the galaxy far, far away. But it looks as though some rumors might have a bit more substance than others, as Alex Pettifer reveals that he, he has been considered for the upcoming Star Wars sequel. But will he eventually land a leading role? So we're talking about a leading role. Um, in an interview with the Edmonton Sun, 23-year-old Alex Pettifer confirmed that he has been approached. Wouldn't that be exciting, he said, about the possibility of working with J.J. Abrams and George Lucas? All my peers have been rumored. He also admitted that the production has been reaching out, a process where friends of friends and acquaintances kind of gouge your interest through your manager. At the moment, it certainly sounds as though Pettifer's involvement has been rather hands-off, as opposed to initial rumors that he has all already been in for a meeting but could he just be covering his tracks and new quote again i haven't been asked to play anyone he said it is under wraps so nobody knows what they're being considered for i don't know if i was going to play r2d2 or who <laughs> of course earlier rumors linked him to the role of luke skywalker's son but that's pure speculation. At this stage, he could be up for any number of undisclosed roles. And it looks as though we might have a bit more of a wait ahead of us before we find out. So, uh, Luke Skywalker's son, I could totally see it. I mean, he has blonde hair and kind of, yeah, that could work. Uh, yeah. He has a bit of a Obi-Wan Kenobi vibe to him as well. Mm. So, yeah, definitely compatible. Uh, but... Uh, it's 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 funny to see that I, I'm just he's watching his reactions. I'm pretty sure that he's more involved than uh, than he wants to uh, than he wants to actually confirm. A very Im interesting um, bit of conversation was happening with uh, an, a very famous actor, um, and that is Gary Oldman. Now, Gary Oldman, of course, has been in so many movies. I think the first one that I remember him from was being the bad guy in one of the Die Hard movies. Wasn't wasn't he in um, like the second one, or or was it was it Die Hard, or was it one of those other action movies involving planes and explosions? Well, he was in uh, the one with Harrison Ford where uh, he was the president, and they took over Air Force One. That's Air Force oh, one. that's the one, that Air Force One. I was uh, yeah. So he has already played alongside Harrison Ford. <laughs> so that is, that, that's very cool. Um, so there was an interview with him. I think I lined it up somewhere. Let me just look at it. Um, let's see. So here is uh, Gary Oldman approached for Star Wars 7. And oh, that's just a photo. Now, where did I leave that? So... It, Apparently, he has been approached. Now, I'll let you talk while I look, try to find this. Uh, oh, here it is, actually. So, Because I'm, I'm curious to hear who you think he might play. Uh, but let's listen first to this interview. You've been in Harry Potter. You've been in Batman. Uh, you've been in Planet of the Apes, now Robocop. Uh, Star Wars, perhaps, next? Have you had any discussions along those lines? They've called. Yeah. <laughs> That's as far as you can say. Yeah. I... I don't know whether uh, it it's uh, you know you can't you have to be um, I I you know I get a little more, I'm, I'm more cynical about it now you know I I always believe I believe it when I'm on the plane home <laughs> you know the deal isn't done so uh, but yeah they've they've inquired <laughs> okay 
Yeah. Well, we'd love to see you in it. Um, I don't know. Be, be, I mean, Planet of the Apes and Harry Potter and Batman and Star Wars. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah. So, seems like he's excited by it. Which, you know, if I were approached, I would tell my agent, if I were this excited about it, like, make it happen. <laughs> and it makes sense that they are approaching British uh, actors as well. Of course, the Brits have always played the the the, the bad guys in uh, in the Star Wars movie. So, could he be an Imperial? Or could he be? You know, I don't know. Just seems like a fit to me. Yeah, you know, he has been announced for a movie. He's uh, that's coming out in 2016. So uh, maybe working around a, a different production schedule. Uh, doesn't seem to be much else. He's finished up a couple movies that aren't out yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Planet of the Apes, the one that they're talking about, but. Uh, Gary Oldman is just he's one of the best bad guys ever on yes. film. I mean yes. he always is just he chews that scenery up and he and he just it just it's it's delicious. plays <laughs> that bad guy. I would love to see him take up some role. I, I don't see him as, you know, the Imperial officer sort, but sort of the wild, out of little bit out of control, barely on the edge of sanity uh, bad guy of of some sort. That would be a very interesting a uh, character in the Star Wars universe, or like a like a gray type of Jedi, you know, someone who's you don't you you wonder if he's good or not, <laughs> like an ambiguous character. That uh, that seems to be his uh, his thing totally. So very interesting uh, a bit of 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 news there. I mean, it's I, I'm surprised that they are even uh, talking about this so openly. Uh, but again, it could just be for a minor role. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if we will see some. Uh, well-known actors uh, alongside the the unknowns because it's pretty clear that they are definitely at least looking for unknowns. I mean, we've seen these huge casting sessions all over the planet, um, but even Star Wars Four, of course, had uh, you know some 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 well-known actors. Uh, um, Alec Guinness, of course, being the the best well-known, and Grant Moff Tarkin was played by Peter Cushing, who was known from a lot of horror movies. I mean, he was an established actor as well. Right. Um, more casting rumors, Zac Efron, who actually uh, <laughs> voiced Anakin Skywalker in the Robot Chicken parodies. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> well, um, he too was asked in an interview whether um, he, is, he, he would be involved in Star Wars 7. And let me try to find that. Here I got too many tabs open. Um, it's it's he's talking. He's in a situation where he's talking with uh, like three or four other people uh, about movies in general, and then all of a sudden there's this question about about Star Wars Seven. Can I find it? Uh, it's a mess. Let me just read what I have here then. Um, after recently appearing at the 2014 Academy Awards, it looks as though Zac Efron remains tight-lipped about Star Wars 7, but has he landed a role? Over the past few months, uh, oh, this is the same intro that they had with the other um, things as well. Everybody is, is, is uh, seemingly involved. What about uh, Zac Efron? Speaking to Ryan Seacrest at the 2014 Academy Awards, Zac Efron was remarkably coy about his involvement in the upcoming Star Wars Episode 7. Is it true, Efron said when asked whether he was involved in Star Wars 7? I don't even know yet. But then he briefly added, 
I guess the force is with me tonight. Of course, Efren has previously confirmed rumors that he was up for a role in the Star Wars sequels, explaining that he just went and met with them. But has he actually landed a role? Although he seems keen to imply that casting decisions are still up in the air, I can't help, I being the writer of the article, I can help thinking that it's a done deal for whoever is on board. After all, with shooting due to begin in May, they'd be leaving a little late in the day. Um, so I, I think that's, that's true, actually. And, and this is from the Academy Award, so that was last week. And if he says something like, the force is strong with me tonight, of course, it could just be a, a joke. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if if he's cast, he 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 must have known at that time. Yeah, but uh, like we said, we they've got to be very close to having you know everybody at least uh, in negotiations on the contract. Uh, he's if he's in it, he's he knows that he's in it, and uh, it will be interesting to see um, in the coming weeks how this how this plays out, but. Uh, for him to say the forces with me tonight, I don't know. It's uh, if I were if I were one of these actors in Hollywood that everyone's been talking about, I might be tempted, even though I'm not at all been asked to be part of it, to mm-hmm. just kind of play with the the yes, media, just and mess just, with them. It's <laughs> about things that just aren't happening, but just to see what happens. But uh, I don't know if you know if that's if that's the case here, but. Uh, I, I just found, by the way, the um, the clip where he first confirmed that he was uh, talking with uh, with Lucasfilm. This was an interview with uh, MTV, and I'll just play a few seconds here. Uh, that is, if it will play. So uh, it... Who's most likely to be in a Star Wars movie? Michael B. Jordan. Miles <laughs> my, my, Teller. If they do a young Yoda, I want to. <laughs> this is Zach Efron. Actually. Can you do a Yoda voice? Remember when the first Star Wars first came out? They were saying that like your name was one of the first names passed. Yeah, I just went and met with them. You know, so I don't know. That'd be amazing. Yeah, it would be cool. It'd be right. fun. I love yeah. them. I love them. But um, who knows? Good. <laughs> Thanks for the. Again, very interesting nonverbal behavior. Uh, he seems to be a little bit um, embarrassed with the question, and then he. Um, he crosses his arms in front of his chest. It was a classic uh, gesture that you make when you don't want to get involved. You know, it's like almost creating a physical barrier between you and the interviewer. And uh, he's he's like nervously moving his knees. And it's like, perhaps I'm reading too much into this. But again, it was like uh, all these signs like there has to be more to this. So... Anyway, that's Zac Efron. No idea who he could play, although he has kind of the age of, of, of someone who could definitely play a, a, a Mark Hamill, a Luke Skywalker type of guy. Um, he's, he's pretty young. I mean, he could be one of those upcoming Jedi that takes over uh, from, uh, from the old cast. Um, no, so no real rumors about the female lead. So the, the, the female lead seems to be shrouded in secrecy. So then that would match the, um, uh, the, the this rumor that it, the, the, it's a, it's a, the female lead is going to be a big deal. It could also be that all the actresses are just better at keeping secrets. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally possible as well. I, I hope we will soon know. Um, so Zach Efron, let's see, I'm just going through my list of other, um, rumors here for, uh, for casting. Yeah. Uh, I've seen an interesting rumor, father, that, oh. that they've, they're in actors, uh, tweeting that 
suggesting that he went through some kind of audition to play Chewbacca. Whoa. I've uh, not heard that. James Cord, C-O-A-R-D, Cord, I think is how you pronounce it, uh, a British actor. Um, his tweet says, um, filming date for, this is, and this is uh, March 5th, so just two days ago. Filming date for Star Wars is coming up soon. I'm looking forward to it. It happens right after I come back from Santa Monica. He says, uh, he, he names the person in charge of casting. And then he writes, guess who's in contention to play Chewbacca? Huh. Now, uh, but that, I mean, that's a dangerous thing to say. Well, now he says he was, he, he didn't get the part because he was too short, but it, what it does suggest is that, uh, Chewbacca's back. Is going to be in this, which I, I suppose if you're going to have Luke Han and Leia, I mean, and if Chewbacca's not there, people are going to be wondering where he is. So, uh, it, it you know, it, at least uh, it confirms what we, what we would have suspected that, uh, or it, a rumor, can, as much as a rumor can confirm anything. I, but, Chewbacca could just be like a carpet in front of the fireplace at uh, Han Solo's house. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that would be funny. A bit, a bit cruel, but... <laughs> but che Chewbacca, yeah, why not? I mean, he's been one of the recurring characters. He, he was even in the prequels. And yeah, you can't have Han Solo without Chewbacca. Well, that, that's interesting. I mean, it makes sense that he would tweet this if he was rejected. But then, of course, you know, who cares? Lose, He's not going yeah. to get the role anyway. He also says later in response to someone who asked him a question that the supporting cast is pretty much sorted out, just waiting for the leads, uh, which, which would mean that they're, you know, they're, they're getting through the final negotiations. And then makes a comment about Zac Efron, uh, uh, a, a negative comment about Zac Efron, which I, I, I don't want to say it's a family podcast, but it, it, mm -hmm. it kind of leads you to believe that maybe Zac Efron is getting the part that he would have liked to have gotten. Um, the there were also some rumors about Billy D. Williams being back as Lando, because if you bring back Han Solo, you know, bring bringing back him, uh, could you know, I, I could totally see a, a bit part for yes. a bit of humor, but it might also be a bit too much, you know. It's like it's almost like a, a home for retired Star Wars characters, and they're all sitting there on on the on the planet of Bespin, you know. It's like, remember those days? <laughs> <laughs> Another poker game. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Millennium Falcon. Oh, jeez. I have another rumor. This is, of course, we're we're, we're now moving towards the perhaps less um, reliable places, but this is a rumor from February twenty fifth. Concerning um, Cassinia Solo, uh, uh, a few months ago, the Latvian-Canadian actress Cassinia Solo, so that's her real name, oh. was rumored to be one of the many names considered for a role in Star Wars Episode Seven. At that time, her agent neither denied or confirmed the rumors. Um, and Jedi News had some talk about it. Uh, let's see. She so she stars in, as Kenzie in the Canadian supernatural crime drama Lost Girl. I've heard about that. Isn't that on um, on Netflix as well? I uh, don't know that one. Hmm. Her characters. Her character is the show's comic relief, and she quickly became the fans' favorite. Uh, then suddenly and quite unexpectedly, her character was killed in the last episode of season four. This caused a huge fan rage. All message boards and blogs about the movie are filled with angry fans who were shocked by this. So killing her character would make sense if she were cast for um, 
It's something else she's for gonna a movie. be doing. Right. And I do remember that in the original, and this is way before the talks about a script being rewritten by J.J. Abrams uh, and Loris Cashton, um, I think what the, one of the female characters that was described uh, also had, had a good sense of humor and was some, some levity in it as well. So kind of like a Han so like a female Han Solo type of character. I had a wisecracking yeah. sort of shoot from the hip. Yep. But this is in the same article that talks about Sigourney Sigourney Weaver having <laughs> a, a, an appointment with J.J. Abrams regarding a role in Episode Seven. <laughs> and uh, if we're throwing out names of uh, a famous actress who the names have been attached, uh, Jonathan Reese Myers, uh-huh. another contender. Uh, not Jonathan Reese davies which is a whole other actor. Mm-hmm. And this actress, Lily Collins, who hasn't done anything very famous as far as I can tell, uh, is, apart from being the daughter of uh, musician Phil Collins. But uh, hmm. interesting. both of those thrown out there. Well, uh, our listeners will, of course, know and understand that we are just <laughs> making sure that we name every name so that when the casting is finally revealed, we can say, well, you heard it first on our show. <laughs> Of course, we haven't talked about the big one, the one yeah, that... Yeah, I was just the, getting to that. The, it seems to be the most solid of all the rumors. Mm-hmm. And his name is Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Which, or Driver. Who he was, because I've never watched the show that he's on. Uh-huh. Now, is it Adam Driver or Adam Driver? I think Driver. Okay. <laughs> so, um, he is born in 1983, American actor. He p- uh, portrayed Adam Sackler on the HBO series Girls. Um, that's about all I can find. It. I know, he's not a very well-known actor. Uh, he's, he's done some smaller roles. He's been in Lincoln, the movie. That's right. the biggest thing he's done so far. Uh, he's been in Law and & Order in one episode and... That's about it. I mean, virtually unknown. Let me let me read what, what I have about him here. Um, it looks as though Star Wars 7, this is from Yahoo, uh, Star Wars 7 may have found its villain in upcoming actor Adam Driver. But who is this new Star Wars baddie? Little is known about this new galactic menace. Could he really be the next Darth Vader? According to Variety, that's exactly what we should expect. But what does this tell us about the upcoming Star Wars sequels? J.J. Abrams is looking for character actors rather than big names. Adam Driver might not be a household name just yet, and perhaps that's why Abrams was keen to get him on board. Driver has already proved his acting chops in HBO's critically acclaimed TV show Girls, as well as the recent Coon Brothers movie Inside Lewin Davis. And let's be honest, he has a certain look about him. So he's he's got a very shallow face, dark hair, kind of uh, a bit of an Asian complexion as well. I'm not sure. Um, the article continues. It suggests Abrams is looking for relatively unknowns rather than going for the wow factor of snagging a big name. And while that's the same approach as the original Star Wars movies, it's also pretty typical of Abrams himself. Just look at Super 8 and Cloverfield, which hardly had a single big name actor between them. If you look at the names linked to the Star Wars 7, a trend emer- emerges. Alex uh, Pettifer, Jesse Plemons, and even Adam Driver aren't big-name Hollywood stars, but they are proven talents. 
A younger cast for a younger generation. At 30 years old, Adam Driver is young when compared to some of the earlier Star Wars villains. Dave Prowse, originally Darth Vader, was 41 years old when he first put on that iconic suit. And Ian McDermott was 39 when he first played Emperor Palpatine. So could this point towards a much younger cast for the Star Wars sequels? It certainly looks that way, with recent casting calls looking for a male in his early 20s and a young teenage girl for leading roles. It looks like Disney and Lucasfilm will be aiming a lot at a lot younger with Episode 7. With the original Han, Luke and Leia pushing retirement, does this mean they'll be rele- relegated to smaller roles, perhaps even a well-placed cameo? I can't help thinking that this might be the direction Disney wants to go if only to ensure the longevity of the franchise. Well, I I agree with the longevity. You want to have longer actors, especially if the movies are like three or four years apart. But I don't think that means that um, uh, the, the original actors uh, or the original trio will have cameos. I mean, they could t- still could totally carry, I think, uh, larger roles in this first movie and then pass it on. I agree. I think our our original speculation that this is a transition from the previous generation to the next generation uh, is 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 going to be what what the case here. Um, you don't go out and cast Han, Luke, and Leia, Harrison Ford, you know, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, get Chewbacca in there only to have them play tiny little bit parts. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a much much more substantial role for them in this. Now, what I'm puzzled about is that Variety apparently uh, is, is is pretty certain that his role will be in the vein of the iconic Star Wars villain Darth Vader. Now, our listeners might remember our previous episode in which we actually speculated about ways in which they could bring back Darth Vader, or at least a suit, if they wanted to. Yeah, no, like, that's, that's a good question. What does it mean to be in the vein of? I mean, uh, so does it mean the suit? Does it is it visually... Or is it going to be that he will play a similar role of the, you know, mm-hmm. the the name that invokes fear? Um, it's a it's it's an interesting question. Um, I don't think you know. I, I don't. It would be hard to say to see. They're, they're going to get this guy and they're going to shove him in a suit, and we will yeah. never see his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then it would just it would feel derivative, unless like we talked about uh, in a previous episode, we talked about maybe. The way they get Darth Vader into this is someone resurrects the suit. Yeah. Another person, uh, uh, as opposed to Anakin, goes into the suit to kind of uh, bring the Darth Vader back to life in well, a sense. And I, I think in terms of marketing, that would be a super smart move because, again, just like R2-D2 and C-3PO, um, Darth Vader or his shadow have been omnipresent so far. I mean, even in the in the in the production in the the publicity posters for uh, for for the first prequel, uh, the Phantom Menace. Remember that that poster where you saw Anakin Skywalker, and then the shadow on the on the Tatooine building was actually right. the shadow of Darth Vader. I thought it was brilliant. It was this kind of prefiguring the fate of this young boy. And then, of course, the trilogy ended with the suit and Darth Vader and that horrible scream. Um, but I, I think in terms of uh, reaching um, an audience that might not be uh, part of the fanboys that we are, I'm not even sure if there are people that are not that familiar with Star Wars, but it's it's like with what they did with The Hobbit, uh, the first Hobbit movie. Um, 
really made sure that they showed a lot of Gollum in all the trailers and in the posters and so that the generation that oh that might not be familiar with the story or you know they they wanted to make sure that people remembered oh that's Gollum wow so this is like the Lord of the Rings and 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 it's the same with the new Star Trek uh, where they brought back Leonard Nimoy and I think in a, in a way the pointy ears and the character of Spock is just as iconic for Star Trek as Darth Vader is for Star Wars. There are certain images, certain things that you see and you say that's that's that franchise. And and, and for Star Wars for Star Wars it's it's the C three PO, R two D two, Darth Vader, maybe the Millennium Falcon, X Wings, um, Death Star, maybe you know. There's a few images that that come up and. But you know, Darth Vader. When, when, uh, what was it? After Empire Strikes Back, what was that? That famous cover of Time Magazine, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, or actually, even with you know, with the original Star Wars, Time Magazine, which at the time was the big magazine, you know, had Darth Vader on the cover. There wasn't anybody else. It was Darth Vader. I mean, that that menacing figure was. It 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 went into the psyche of the viewing of the you know the movie viewing public. And it's still there, and 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 anybody who even tangentially knows Star Wars will recognize Darth Vader. I, I'm I'm very um, intrigued and and curious about the, the the speculation about this Adam Driver's character, saying that well he actually might be Jason Solo. He he does not look like he could be the son of Mark Hamill or Luke Skywalker. I mean, is I mean, but I could totally I can see. You know, Han Solo, sure. And if he would be Jason Solo in in the extended universe, Jason Solo turns to the dark side, I think, and then even kills Mara Jade, uh, Mark Hamill's wife. So, man, that would be dark, if something like that. I mean, that would certainly de- immediately establish him as a as a super villain. That would yes. I mean, to to to. To injure our our you know our our Luke you know we have that possessiveness toward him yeah. in such a such a fundamental way would would set him up as you know the villain par excellence especially with uh, you know if he is the son of Han and Leia I mean hey yeah. we we had to buy Sheila Buff as Harrison Ford's son in Indiana Jones so we'll, <laughs> don't we'll, remind me of that I just blotted that out in my Mind. Oh. So we, we'll have to buy this uh, too. I mean, this guy's actually. I could buy that. I would imagine the storytelling uh, possibilities, and also the 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 something that George uh, George Lucas loved to do was create these parallels. Um, what if Jason Solo? It starts out as his Han Solo, like a friend of of the kids of of uh, Mara and Luke, and then turns to the dark side. And again, it will be Mark Hamill's. Well. Luke Skywalker's son, another Skywalker who has to go and redeem this guy. And mm. instead of the Solos and the Skywalkers teaming up, they will be antagonists. And save him from the dark side. I mean, that's yeah. isn't that what Skywalkers do? They try to they try to save their you know family from the dark side. Well, and then of course also falling to the dark side. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I, I that could work. So I I don't know. Again, it's this big question: How much will they take into account this extended universe? Or I, I I'm pretty sure that J.J. Abrams feels free as a bird in when it comes to the story, but 
there are such great ideas in that extended universe that it might be stupid to just discard it and relegate it to a, an alternate universe. That is about it when it comes to the casting rumors. Um, there is one kind of sad article uh, that mentions that when they ask Natalie Portman about uh, Star Wars sequels, she is like, I so wish I could be part of it, and it's so cool, and she's very excited about it. And then, well, there's this little detail about my character dying. <laughs> In Star Wars, you can always be a Force ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And, but then at the end of the article, there was this, I think, great idea. It's like, well, you know, that doesn't mean that we won't see her again. There might be a spin-off movie featuring Natalie Portman. Interesting. Uh, young Amidala. Of some well, sort. or her her life on Aldron, or of course she's aged a little bit, but still, I think they could make it work. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, in the, in in that time between uh, the end, uh, w you know, where she uh, conceived the children and ha and gave birth to the children, mm -hmm. that would be an interesting. Although I I I'm not sure if her character is you know generates enough fan interest. Yeah. For, I mean, because it, it will also remind us of the whiny Anakin. Which most of us try to forget. So, when we go back but, to that. But I've I've always been intrigued uh, with this this whole time on Alderaan, and we see this this planet getting destroyed, and yet we don't have an emotional bond with it yet. So if they could, it feels like this big white canvas for them to use. Alderaan seems to be a fascinating planet, and and there's this whole like as the royal side of it. they could they could do a very original story there well, and then you have the you know the whole story of Bail Organa and yeah. all that i mean you could you could do a literal prequel for episode 4 uh, for a new hope where that, that takes you from you know up to leia trying to take the plans for the death star to obi-wan i mean you could you could do a literal prequel yeah yeah that, definitely you know how it ends well we knew how the the original prequels ended, so that's not necessarily a barrier to telling a good story. So that would be an interesting spinoff. I don't think, by the way, that they are going to go back to the prequel time frame any any anytime soon. I, I I guess they will more, you know, they will focus probably on the in between part or just go back to the original time frame of the four, five, and six. That kind of makes more sense. But right. I don't see them going back to Naboo or. or you know, any of those plans. <laughs> a spin-off <laughs> movie featuring Jar Jar Binks <laughs> trying to redeem his character. Uh, they could do it as a Lego movie. That would be... <laughs> that might be funny, yes. <laughs> or the story of the Ewoks. I mean, we've, we've, we've had... Let's not forget, there were spin-off movies in the past. The, e the two Ewoks movies. Oh, yes. I'm not sure those? how many people remember those. Oh, they were pretty bad. <laughs> they were <laughs> Very low budget, but they they did um, uh, feature the walkers, which was kind of cool. The 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 bipod, I forgot yeah. what they were. St stats, atsts, yes, or atsts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's one last thing here on my list here, and that's the uh, ask me anything that Mark Hamill did on Reddit. Um. Very cool. I mean, Mark Hamill has always been great with fans, and and he's constantly been reaching out. He was actually featured in um in one of the movies or one of the videos, I think, on uh, on StarWars.com, the new website. Or did I just dream that up? 
I, I, I haven't seen it, but uh, that's entirely possible. Let me just quickly Google that. Um, StarWars.com. Let me just go to StarWars.com and see if they've got anything new. Um, that's a pretty cool website, by the way. I, I love the new layout, um, and, and they keep digging up all that never-released stuff like interviews with Lord George Lucas and you've got Ben Burt about how he made it sound for the Imperial Walkers and it's just a very informative great website um, let's see I can't really find it but uh, I think he recorded something kind of official reaching out to the fans and then he did that AMA ask me anything and uh, let me just read a few uh, things here now, of course, the biggest question on everyone's lips, uh, and one that he managed to avoid for as long as he could, was will Mark Hamill return in Star Wars 7? But the fans were relentless, and eventually he broke his silence, even if it wasn't the answer everyone was hoping for. Here's what he said on Reddit. The only character I know for sure is returning is my friend R2-D2, he said. He hasn't stopped beeping about it. But when pressed by the fans, he was forced to address rumors of his involvement. Haha, <laughs> I'm not being coy, really, he added. When I find something out, I'll let everyone, everybody know. But nothing has been decided yet. <laughs> that sounds... I mean, this is January the 24th or so. I mean, nothing has been decided yet. Of course it has been decided. <laughs> um... And then he continues to talk about his, his memories and uh, the great little tidbits that I've never heard before. Um, asked what it was to be like inside of a ta tauntaun, Mark Hamill shared a bit too much about the interspecies friendships that he made on set and revealed that he was guilty of climbing inside Jabba the Hutt while no one was looking. The tauntaun was warm and cozy, he said. I also got inside a bantha, those creatures that were outside the cantina. The inside of it was pasted over with newspapers and glue to give it substance. I thought, this is really odd. I also got inside of a Jabba, or inside of Jabba, which was like a sauna bath because it's like a big rubber enclosure. All the puppeteers had gone to lunch and I wondered, I wonder what it's like in there. <laughs> and then, of course, the biggest monstrosity that he ever went into was the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> 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 Although George Lucas himself would rather have the uh, would rather the holiday special was stricken from memory and apparently wanted to round up and destroy every copy of the overly hammy TV special, it seems that Mark Hamill is actually quite fond of it, even though he always thought it was a bit of a mistake. Here's what he said on Reddit. Oh yeah, he said, I thought it was a mistake from the beginning. It was just unlike anything else in the Star Wars universe, and I initially said that I didn't want to do it, but George said it would help keep Star Wars into consciousness, and I wanted to be a team player, so I did it. Good guy, Mark Hamill. And I also <laughs> said that I didn't think Luke should sing, so they cut that number. Thank the maker. <laughs> we we have Princess Leia singing. That's bad enough. And now I think we shouldn't be ashamed of it. They should put on the extra of the DVDs. It shows how incredibly fallible we were. Uh, we are. At the same time, it did introduce Boba Fett in an animated sequence, so it's significant in that respect. Plus, Art Carney was in it, who is one of my favorite comedic actors of all time. So, yeah. And then they asked him, Wookiees or droids? And he said, just for the sake of loyalty, it would have to be R2 and C-3PO, he said. Han had the Wookiee. 
And after following him around for three whole movies, I'm sure they appreciate the sentiment. I love the fact that C-3PO was so unhappy being thrust into these adventures. He'd be so much happier working at the Metropolitan Metropolitan Museum of Art. (laughs) C-3PO was one of the funniest characters in those movies, I thought. So, I love it. I mean, yeah. I can totally see uh, Luke Skywalker being back and then having R2 and C-3PO around. And uh, and Han had the Wookiee. I mean, Chewbacca back. It's, this is going to be such an awesome movie. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a return to the childhood. That'll be great. <laughs> Absolutely. And with that, I think we've come to the end of this uh, round of rumors here. I'm so sorry that we can't have any like real substantial things to talk about but rumors but then again it's it's kind of part of the fun of of preparing for uh, the the bigger news so it's coming. Um, it's coming we're gonna have a nice big announcement we'll have another episode our next episode we'll have news in it and that's my yes. prediction yes i predict it too and we'll just wait until there's news and then we'll record an episode and so the prophecy <laughs> will be true <laughs> but uh, we thank you for your patience thanks so much for uh for your ongoing support uh, we, we're still getting lots of very nice uh feedback and people leave reviews on itunes and um it's very encouraging i mean we we do this in our spare time we love doing this and uh, uh well as you as you know we, we are huge star wars fans and so there's it's, anything that can give us an excuse to talk Star Wars is is great to us and so you as a listener you are that excuse so thank you so much and um, I hope that you will keep listening and tell your friends and family about this show and if you have any insight news or you know theories just let us know you can reach us via Facebook and Twitter we are secret Star Wars so secret Star Wars on Twitter and on Facebook, I think we are something like Secrets of Star Wars. Let me look that up for you real quick. Facebook.com slash Star Wars Secrets. Star Wars Secrets. I think it's time that we uh, bring in, that we post some new updates there on, on the Facebook page. I've been kind of distracted with other new <laughs> with other stuff. Uh, uh, but uh, so that's you can just like the page, and then whenever whenever we have news, we'll, we'll post it there. And uh, let's see, where else can people reach you, uh, Dom? Are you on Facebook personally? Yes, people can find me on Facebook, uh, Domenico Bettinelli, D-O-M-E-N-I-C-O. And uh, also on Twitter at Bettnet, B-E-T-T-N-E-T. So it's Bertinelli, right? B-R-B-E-R-T. <laughs> that would be Valerie Bertinelli, who is the Van Halen's I'm just wife. messing with you because I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that post up about people misspelling your name. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh, it is my burden to carry. My father gave to me, uh, Bettinelli, B-E-T-T-I-N-E-L-L-I. But the easiest thing for you is to go to our subsite, which is starwars.sqpn.com, and those links will be in the show notes probably. Um, and SQPN, by the way, that is our main website where we have a lot of other shows that you might enjoy. I have a, a weekly show called The Break, in which I talk about uh, movies and technology and being a priest in the Netherlands and all that stuff. Um, and occasionally about Star Wars as well. I have another show called Geek Priest, which is kind of bi-weekly, and that's much more focused on science fiction and anime and all that stuff. So uh, you can find those shows and much more on the website of sqpn.com. So again, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you. SQPN. 
Leading the way in Catholic new media.